You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I am your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the program. But before we get to the program, you know what you got to do. You got to hit us up on all those social media outlets, the outlets that you are online, that you are listening to all the time. Uh, so on the Twitter, hit us up at TNWPod. On Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Uh, remember, it's not talking wrestling, it's talking wrestling, T-A-L-K-N-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. Um, so remember that. Uh, also, uh, on the, on the uh, you can send us a Gmail at uh, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook at uh, talking wrestling. Uh, t- yeah, talking wrestling. Um, so there you go. There we are. Uh, we're also on uh, iTunes um, and Spotify as well. Spotify, give us a follow and give us a heart. Click on us, like us, whatever. Uh, also, you can uh, find us on iTunes. If you're listening to an iTunes, give us a, a five-star rating and a favorable review. We'll send you a postcard from 1984, a wrestler. A lot of wrestlers. Ric Flair's still in the house. So many wrestlers to name. Uh just name us a wrestler from 84 you like uh five you know, give us five wrestlers chances are we have one of them in a postcard and we can send that postcard out to you via uh, the mail so uh with that said um yeah follow us and do whatever uh we were on hiatus we had our two-year anniversary episode this is the first episode i guess of the third year um of the tnw pod the talk and wrestling podcast Thank you uh, for uh, joining us and uh, and uh, being a listener. Um, I I wish I had you know uh, somebody like super awesome to bring in, but uh, I've been on holidays for the last while, and uh, to be honest, uh, I didn't really line anybody up. I just called up a buddy and I said, "Hey, you want to come on my podcast?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, sure." And we went, and we hung out, and we, uh, we put on a couple of matches, and we just had a conversation as we watched matches on uh, uh my laptop and on the and uh, on the tv screen and uh so uh you know it's just uh, it was a nice visit and it's a nice conversation and uh the moments uh, it gets pretty pretty funny and i'm excited for it and uh you know look forward to that and we'll throw that in a little bit but um you know uh it's been quite the summer uh so far wrestling but uh summer slam is coming up and next weekend will be our a SummerSlam lead-in to episode uh, where we got a lot going on. Hold on. Oh my God! Double sneeze. Um. Next week's our lead-in episode to SummerSlam, and we got a lot going on. SummerSlam. There's a, a lot to take in. A lot of shows. Besides WWE, there's a lot of other shows. And uh, next week, we'll be covering 
our uh, our game plan for what's going down and what's going on for us uh, SummerSlam week. Um, we're very excited for it. Uh, with that said, uh, right now, um, yeah, I'm just excited to uh, throw to a conversation between me and my bud. And uh, this guy has been my one of my lifelong friends. I've known him since kindergarten. And, uh, and uh, yeah, well, here we are just talking wrestling on uh, the Talking Wrestling Podcast. So uh, here's uh, myself and uh, my good buddy, Jordan Hisco. And uh, I hope you enjoy today's issue. All right. Talk to you soon. Later. With me, wrestling fans, at this time, I'm in uh, the studio, in my, in my traveling studio up here in beautiful Ottawa, Canada. And uh, with me right now, I have got a, a good friend, lifelong friend, somebody I've known all my life. And, uh, and we're here. And you know what? Sometimes on the show, we get uh, comedians. Sometimes we get musicians. Sometimes we get personalities. Uh, you know, but the fact is, if you're listening to this show in the States, you don't know who Canadian celebrities are. And they're nobodies to you, but you hear them on the show and you love them. And what does that have to do with today's guest? Well, today's guest is, uh, he's not a Canadian celebrity. He's not a comedian. He's not a, a, a singer, uh, but he is a lifelong friend. And that makes him worthy of being on the show. And we're going to talk some wrestling today. And uh, so right now with me on show in studio, uh, Jordan Hisco. Jordan, say hi to the people of the TNW podcast. Thanks for that, Case. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, my uh, first podcast. First podcast. So this is uh, going to be an experience. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's good. It's good to have you on, and it's good to uh, be in such a luxurious studio. This is your first time in my traveling studio, and uh, oops, hold on a second there. Sorry about that. And uh, I'm sure you love it. Uh, isn't it a gorgeous studio? Oh, absolutely. Yes. We're so so what we have going on in the studio right now. Um, uh, on my on my com- on my television here in the studio, we are currently watching. Uh, we're watching two things. We're watching MLW Fusion episode sixty six, the Hard Foundation uh, versus Dynasty in a ladder match. And uh, sorry, and uh, what we got going on? Uh, what we got going on? Um, on the television. I mean, on the on the laptop. Is that uh, well the Roku? It's Roku. Well, J- George, tell us about this Roku. What, 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 is, what is what is going on with this Roku? Oh, basically, uh, it's one of those uh, Roku channels that I came across. It's called uh, Wrestling, and uh, yeah, it just cycles through uh, all kinds of different uh, matches um, from all kinds of different eras. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's like uh, WWE, WWF, WCW, it's just ECW. Anything it's, goes on this channel. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's quite inter- quite interesting if you're uh, if you're uh, a fan. So yeah, uh, that's kind of what we got going on right now. That's very cool. Um, not only that, uh, so far we've got to see some pretty good matches. Uh, we turned it on. The first match that we saw was uh, the Blackjacks versus the Crusher and the Bruiser. Uh, there's no real commentary. You just have to know what you're watching, I've found out. But luckily for Jord, I've been able to decipher who's wrestling almost every <laughs> match. Uh, the, the other match we watched actually was actually pretty good, was in a no-holds-barred 
like every match is with Bruiser Brody, uh, Crusher Blackwell against Bruiser Brody, and it was a pretty good match until the very end when fucking Greg Gagne shows up, <laughs> and I, the listeners on the show know, I cannot stand Greg fucking Gagne. The guy, like, look at you saw him with his shirt off. What did you think he was? You thought he was the ref. Yeah, he's just a regular dude compared to the other uh, lads in the uh, ring. Yeah, it's like why did the why did the ref take his shirt off and uh, <laughs> decide to be a part of this match? At one point, it looked like a run-in was happening from Andy Kaufman, but it's like, I, but I knew who it was immediately because Greg Gagne is such a piece of garbage. Uh, just I've never been a fan of Greg Gagne. I've never been a fan, George. Um, when was the first time that you started watching wrestling, or how? Uh, what age were did you get into it? I would say my first experience with uh, wrestling, probably I don't know, probably early '80s. Um, it would have been uh, watching uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling on. Uh, I think the channel was CTV, a Canadian channel uh, in the Ottawa Valley. I believe it was Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, Maple Leaf, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, as, as a kid, uh, you know, very impressionable kid, it was uh, it was interesting because it had all the big names of the time, Hogan. Uh, Superfly. Superfly, like, oh, my goodness. Like, I so many. Hillbilly. Uh, Andre, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, uh, Heenan, uh, Jimmy Hart. Yeah. All those guys, uh, Mr. Fuji, uh, Jake the Snake. Um, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of where I uh, got uh, introduced to uh, the world of wrestling. So right now, uh, Kevin Von Erich's on TV with Michael Hayes, and uh, and it's uh, world-class championship wrestling. And uh, I got to be honest, Michael Hayes looks pretty trim, <laughs> and he's not wearing a fanny pack, so this is very odd. Um, Kevin, Kevin Von Erich being the only sole surviving Von Erich, uh, of, of any class, let alone world class. So that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So you, I thought the first time you heard about wrestling was, uh, was in shop class when you had to list the five rules of shop class and Kelly Cody listed his fifth rule was, no wrestling. <laughs> yes. No wrestling in shop class. <laughs> well, it's dangerous. So I yes, think. No I wrestling. think. I don't. You know, and that wasn't right. But I don't <laughs> think he was wrong either. Oh no. You should. You should not have a a wrestling match in a shop room. Uh, yes. Too much. Uh, oh my god. Dangerous equipment. Yes. Um, you, yeah. you don't need to see a lathe machine brought into a dressing match. <laughs> Although I have seen other things from shop classes used in wrestling matches, um, just not a lot of wood. Yeah, you know, not a lot of wood, you know. <laughs> but there have been, I have seen there, there have been Greg the Hammers. Oh yes, and uh, there have been hacksaws. Oh yes, and uh, there's <laughs> uh, you know uh, there are other things that are in shop class that have been used as well. So, uh, two by fours, um, you know, all sorts of things. Now, uh, when now you what? Uh, now, what are your so? So you remember watching the, the wrestling, and uh, as you're telling me, well, just tell me what you were telling me before the show about the magazines. Oh, again, another. Uh, so uh, again, I was introduced watching Maple Leaf Wrestling, good old Billy Red Lions, 
And uh, obviously, I knew my uh, my friend Casey was uh, a huge wrestling fan. Oh my goodness! Like he watched, uh, he gobbled up all the the wrestling shows that were on television. But <laughs> one thing that I, I do vividly remember is this guy, this guy taking his paper route money and buying wrestling magazines. Um, that to me, I thought, wow, why he could be spending that cash on you know something better than a wrestling magazine, but. But this guy, uh, it was Pro Wrestling Illustrated, I believe. Pro Wrestling and Illustrated. And he had stacks upon stacks upon stacks of these magazines. We never got a subscription until uh, high school. Uh, Sean Nitch, who also <laughs> had a lot of wrestling magazines. I remember we talked, in, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated decided they're going to go weekly. And I was like we got to get this weekly wrestling magazine. <laughs> so it was basically a weekly newsletter that was, we decided when we worked at Reed's together that we we're going to get yep. the magazine to get this. And uh, so we, 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 I paid him for half the money. He ordered it and he got them every week and he would read it and then he would bring it to me. And then we would decide on who's going to keep which ones and whichever what ones. I only have one of them. Really? I, I have one that has Jesse Ventura on the cover, but it was just basically a, a pamphlet that folded out into like, you know, mm -hmm. but back then it was before the internet, mm -hmm. this gave you like the wrestling magazines were always six months, like we're always like six months behind. So you'd read them, you'd read the story and you already knew what was happening. Mm -hmm. But I, I followed all the other wrestling through, uh, through wrestling, like, a lot of this is world class. I've been noticing that what's on the monitor right now on the Hulu channel. Right now, uh, again, there's Sheik Aladdin, Al Casey, who was a cocksucker, and uh, and uh, Kamala and Kimshi. Uh, Kimshi is also there, and they're going up against. Uh, well, no surprise, Von Eric. And uh, is Kamala still active? Probably not, eh? Is he alive? I don't know. I don't. I would think that Kamala is still alive. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's alive or if he's still active. Um, but but uh, talk about agile and very very good was Kamala. Um, and those tattoos have never been replicated. Nobody has stars on their nipples <laughs> and uh, moons on their bellies. I thought it was a great character. Again, I, that, I, one of my wrestling memories from a kid was. The Kamala bit with Kimchi yeah. and yeah. Um, Do you yeah. remember when the honky tonk man was dressed up as Kimchi? I don't. And tell then, me that story. Well, the honky tonk man was dressed up as Kimchi, and uh, and uh, that was that. That was <laughs> enough said. <laughs> Great story. Yeah, yeah. He, Jake the, and then he attacked Jake the Snake. So like, and now I'm looking at Teddy Hart here, and uh, the crowd is going nuts for Teddy. Teddy's got. We're looking at Teddy Hart right now and, and Brian Pillman in this ladder match against MJF and uh, and uh, oh and uh, whoever else is wrestling with Dynasty. It's so funny because the Hart Dynasty used to be a tag team, and uh, there's a nip up. So it's crazy now too. I was watching the Raw reunion last night. They had the Raw reunion, mm -hmm. and Shawn Michaels is smaller than X Pac. Really? Think about that. Like, uh, X-Pac used to be the smallest guy in wrestling. And now Shawn Michaels is, like, the smallest guy in wrestling. 
but it was they had. A he must D- be still pretty fit, though. Of course he is. He yeah. trains wrestlers, and they had a DX reunion last night. Oh. Um, against uh, so it was like, and then they brought out the Click as well. So they were all in there together, except for Billy Gunn. Because oh, Billy he's Gunn's, with the other promotion. He's with AEW. Yeah. So they didn't bring him back for the reunion, unfortunately. Neither was Chris Jericho, but but look at Kamala. Look at the agility on this guy. And uh, and watch some of his moves and everything. Like he could leapfrog guys at that size. Like I'm look at I'm that size, and I don't ever remember being able to move that well in my life. So sometimes uh, you know, like I'm a big guy, but you know, you never know you're wrestling big until you get a picture with a wrestler and you realize, oh my god. Mark Henry is almost the same size as I am. <laughs> uh, now I have to question my eating habits because I am not the strongest man in the world. Uh, yeah. So I do have maybe the strongest appetite. <laughs> um, do you remember, Jord, uh, when we had to do um, in law class and we had to do a uh, the law project where we had to do that sheet of bristol board and you had to, we had to to we had to talk about case law and we had to put all these things oh. and we titled it jord and case law i yeah, yeah oh goodness that was but a we long just, time ago we wow. just had to cut things out and place them down and for some reason i can i convinced you that it was a good idea that we need the big boss man on this poster <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... Uh, I said that our law teacher, Mr. Dragashan, secretly loves wrestling. And if we put Mr. If we put the big boss man front and center, he's going to love it. And he did, uh, which was awesome. So uh, we got a good mark on that. That was the second time I did something wrestling with him that I got good marks. Yeah, what was the first? Uh, grade 10 typing, I typed up uh, WrestleMania 2 report. And uh, I didn't do the report. I just took it out of Wrestle WWE magazine. And then I cut the pictures and put them everywhere where I typed. And on the front, I put the Slammy Award. Mm-hmm. But I drew it. And then I did X's everywhere in the typewriter. So I filled in the drawing so it looked like, oh, my God, did he just do a Slammy on a typewriter with X's? Like, this looks <laughs> like it's computers. Yeah, yeah. And it was typewriters. It was very tough. It took me forever to do it. Um, but, uh, fantastic. Anyways, I got an A plus on that because, and then he told me afterwards that he secretly liked wrestling. Oh, right on. So that's why I pushed so hard for the big boss man <laughs> to be, you know, like, come on, the guy, I honestly forgot about that. the guy used to make <laughs> us like every, every week we'd watch a Canadian soap opera called street legal. Oh yes. That but, I remember. And it was because it was showed actual court cases and Canadian court. Whereas when we watch American television, here comes Bruiser Brody. Um, it's not King Kong Brody this time. It's Bruiser Brody, you notice. And now he's hitting the guy that used to be his manager. What is going on? Different territories, George. Different territories. <laughs> Before we saw Bruiser Brody versus Blackwell, that was probably Minnesota. Right now they're in Texas. A whole different ballgame. Right now, Bruiser Brody's fighting two refs off. He wants Kamala. He wants Kamala bad. And Kamala wants him, too. There's no uh, there's no Jake the Snake coming in, throwing in the snake, and everybody clears the ring here. This is uh, this is real. This is real intense. What do you think? Who, who is... 
They're disqualifying Kamala for some reason. Yeah, it's I'm not too sure what's going on here. Oh my God, the Hearts lost the titles. Well, I'm not very happy with this. How can MJF have a title? What? So what's happening? Like, I know you don't know, but th- does anybody out there in <laughs> listening land know what's happening? <laughs> like, how do these AEW guys work other promotions and AEW as well? Because MJF is now a tag team partner as a member of Dynasty in MLW. Does MLW not compete with AEW? You know, I'm asking you the questions, people, because I don't know the answers. But uh, well, here's the replay. Here's the replay of what the, the finish. Brian Pillman took a chair shot while climbing up the chair. And the ladder. guy climbing the ladder, not MJF, the other dude in Dynasty, uh, John Forsythe. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so there we go. That's the match right there. And we got another um, world-class match. Oh, we got an interview with Bruiser Brody right now. I'm just sort of watching Bruiser Brody. And just when you want to hear him, it cuts out. It's so weird. Um, so, George... Yep. What, now, now, now. Uh, so, in high school, you had no, you no choice. You were sort of involved in wrestling, just by hanging out with uh, Sean, Billy, and me. Uh, wrestling was always there. Um, and then, uh, after high school, you probably, you know, uh, probably faded away from wrestling. I guess for a bit. Yeah, kind of on and off. I wasn't. Uh, um, in tune all the time so no and then you went to college and you were hanging and you the people that you were hanging out with at the time they didn't watch wrestling like you know there was no a lot of like i don't think any of those guys really ever watched wrestling um but like it seems like the next time wrestling might have came in your life was might have been our buddy's wedding when we all had to pose as dx for the wedding picture yeah that's a great photo yeah it's a great photo it's us doing our best dx impersonations uh, it's up in my room. Uh, <laughs> I still have it to this day. I love it. And then, uh, you know, and then the Attitude Era sort of rolled in. And um, I remember at that time, uh, I would go constant, almost every Monday night, I would just drive over to your place and watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I had uh, an apartment with uh, another good friend of ours that we grew up with. And uh, Monday nights, Case would roll in. We throw on the the raw, yeah. And watch some wrestling. Oh, it drove Lou crazy. Yeah, I think after a while. Yeah, he worked nights. Did he work nights or days? No, I think he slept during the day. At any rate, we he got was hardly, not a fan I, of the Monday Night Raw visit. No, because <laughs> I never went home. I never went home. I stayed till like midnight. Sometimes one, I order pizza, you know. Uh, Harley Race now is making his way to the ring. And uh, on the back, he has the word race. But if you look at it real quickly, it, it kind of looked like rape. Um, <laughs> which I'm not saying that Harley Race is a rapist. He is not a rapist uh, that I know of. Um, but he is a, a lot of things. But he is not uh, a rapist. It does say race. On the back, uh, I'm sure if you asked him what his favorite race was, he'd probably name one of them. 
but I don't know that for sure either. Here we have Kevin Von Erich. Oh, he's so young there. He is very young. He's ripped. He is not wearing shoes. George, you know why Kevin Von Erich never wore shoes? Um, I don't know. Enlighten he, me. He didn't trust heels. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, so right now, Kevin Von Erich is going against the world. Harley Race is the world champ. And if you watch Harley Race, you'll see a lot of Hunter Hearst Helmsley moves in his matches. Really? Yeah. Hunter Helms Helmsley takes a lot of what he does from Harley. Hunter, Harley, it even sounds the same. Look at this guy. He's a real man. He had a, uh, he was in an accident and he had a metal um, part put in his forearm. Really? So that's how he knocked people out with his forearm because there's metal in it. It was like a bionic forearm type thing. Uh, I don't know if that was true or not, but that's the way it was. But Tar- Harley Race was known as a, 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 you know, a tough MFer, And uh, this is before he was King Harley in the WWE. But look at Kevin Von Erich with his hat hair. He looks good. Looks jacked. How old do you think he is there? 24, maybe. See, it says it's race is. When they say it real quick, it sounds like racist. If racist loses the belt, if racist drops a slander, he will lose the belt. He's got great chops. Harley Race, that is. Harley Race is known for his chops. And he's pretty big, you know. Like you look at like like how much time do you think he spent in the gym compared to Von Erich? Yeah, Von Erich's very. Uh, uh, he's maxed out on a small man's frame. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. So, uh, the referees in World Class never tucked in their shirts either, which always bothered me. Why is that? Well, because most referees tuck in their shirts. Like, come on, tuck in your shirt, but. So, sloppy dresser. He's a sloppy dresser. There's no reason for that ref not to have that shirt tucked in right now. Come on. Seriously. See, now I can't watch that match without that bothering me. I will. I, look at He's the only one wearing a shirt. You think he could wear it right. You know. You watch any other wrestling. Their shirts are not untucked. Not unless they took a bump. That's the honest truth. <laughs> That's one of the major reasons why I didn't like world-class wrestling because the refs never tucked in their shirts. That, yeah. was that, that was run by the Von Erichs, was it not? It was run by the Von Erichs. The Von Erichs are like the hearts of Texas. Okay. As uh, the hearts are like the Von Erichs of Calgary. So um, a lot of tragedies going on in that family. Uh, despite the great wrestling family they have, uh, they lost all these brothers all at once. And that sort of happened with the hearts, and it sort of happened with the Von Erichs. And uh, I'm not going to debate on who the better tragedies were. <laughs> But, um, you know, uh, it's it's tragic nonetheless. No, I agree, yeah. The thing is, is when you get, look at that. So like he's, he's way, oh, 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 a reverse flying body press. Race will do at some, watch this. He'll walk out and he'll fall on his face. Good call. Yeah, that's one of his best moves ever. He'll just sort of take a face bump and, uh, there's a great match against Hogan from Saturday Night's Main Event where they got the camera right on him, and you see him, he walks out, and he just, like, 
boom, face first. And I had to slow-mo it down. Like, how does he do that without breaking his face? And you can see him at the last minute. He gets his hand up yeah. first. But he's so good at it. Like, it's such a good, you so know. So well executed. Yeah, it's such a good. He'd take the powder. He'd take two steps outside. And the powder is like when you slide out of the ring mm-hmm. and to get heat. And then you, and then you just fall on your face. Like, that's classic Harley race right there. So, you know. Yeah, I would watch this channel pretty much all the time. Although I watch everything on YouTube all the time as well. Yeah, this is just uh, a variety of... Sorry, folks, I'm distracted here by the sleeper hold. Yeah, and the yellow arse of uh, Kevin Von Eric <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, so he's got him in the sleeper, you know, and... Uh, and Harley, Harley's fading away right now. So it was, or the way this used to work is Harley was the NWA World's Champion, and World Class was a, a, a territory within the NWA. Mm-hmm. So Harley, being the World Champion, would travel from territory to territory and fight their top guy. Okay. So this is where he would be in World Class, and he'd be fighting Kevin Von Erich. And, you know, the chances are of Harley losing – by disqualification or, or count out are highly likely um, because uh, Harley would have to leave with the belt anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, is they got to make the, um, they got to make Kevin look strong. So what they would do is they're going to screw him over on the finish so that Harley can come back for a rematch and they can sell it out and make all the money again. That's the idea behind the book in the match. Um, yeah, and Harley would come into town and wrestle against your guy and make you, you know, make him look good, but he would always escape and, uh, with the belt and be the world champion. Same thing with Ric Flair, and that's the, that's the way it, it worked. And, uh, you know, th- none of that is like that anymore. There still is an NWA world champion. Mm-hmm. I think it's Nick Addison. I could be wrong. Um, you know who owns the NWA now? I don't. Billy Corrigan. Oh, you know what? That, yeah, because he's a huge wrestling fan. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes uh, he likes to watch Hulk Hogan smash heads together. And he <laughs> likes to smash pumpkins. Um, yeah. The killer in me is the killer in you. That song's about Killer Kowalski. 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 Killer. Killer Solowski. Did I just say Killer Solowski? <laughs> Maybe. There's this guy. Well, you've heard us mention Lou already in the podcast, and uh, <laughs> Lou was a championship wrestler back in his day. Uh, he was one of the town's top fighters after he beat a uh, the the town's only African American student, and uh, this student was a uh, known to be he was known to get in a few fights, and everybody called him a troublemaker. But being the only um, African American kid in a in a white predominantly white town stuff i i think uh he had to be tough and i don't think it's a coincidence that he was in a lot of fights <laughs> uh and i don't think it was his fault either no no uh in hindsight but um you know one day he did pick a fight with the long person and uh that person was our buddy lou and uh lou beat him and lou became the town champion and uh all of a sudden everybody was gunning for lou 
Yeah. And uh, so Lou had to fight this guy named Solowski. He had to fight all the top guys from all the other territories. All the other, yeah, which were the other schools <laughs> in town. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden a guy from Walter Zaddle came into the territory and, you know, all the fights were always uh, at the O'Brien Theater, uh, you know. <laughs> so the I remember when the, the, the first Lou Solowski fight was going to happen at the theater. It was the pull-apart happened. It was, it was built out like wrestling. It was, <laughs> there was a pull-apart. And then they didn't actually fight till a week later at the end of the Grove, yeah. which was after the match. And, you know, there are two different schools and all these students. And, oh, my God, I remember that day. It was like everybody was – the place was packed. Yeah, the, talk the, of the, the town for a while. You know, oh, it was the talk of the town. I, and I remember Lou – well, Lou lost that fight. Uh, but Lou was the only guy who would get punched in the face, and he'd tell the guy that was a good punch as he got punched in the face. Like, that was a good punch. Yeah, you could take a punch. He could. And uh, But Lou, I, I don't even know if he lost the match to Solowski. It, was, it wasn't a knockout. It was like a loss on points. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad he kind of lost to Solowski because the fight stopped after that. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody, and then I don't even know if anybody went after Solowski. Yeah, I... this is what happens in our prior wrestling, where we're from. As uh, this was the real life wrestling, not even the EC EWS, the Edward Street Wrestling Society, which you may have been familiar with, as I've talked about in other podcasts. We got an Irish whip, and uh, uh, Kevin Von Erich's got him in a leg scissors now. But Harley looks like he's going to turn it into a Boston crab. But oh, he slapped the claw onto his stomach. An abdominal claw, but Harley's on the ropes, and the ref with the untucked shirts counting. For some reason, Kevin did a backflip and stood up. Mick Foley started down in world class. Uh, so near the end of world class, you would really? see a young Cactus Jack was down there. Uh, eventually, world class would change to become UWF, and then wouldn't last very much after that as it was sort of just eaten up by the WWE and the NWA. All their stars were kind of lost. So, but uh, He's gone through the ropes. Who? Kevin Von Erich? Yeah. Kevin Von Erich and I think Harley's... I don't know if... I think Harley's still alive, too. I know Harley didn't uh, die a tragic death. I know that. I know that for sure. Now, look at... There's... Uh, this is not good table bump it's so crazy have you ever seen wrestling live jord uh you know what i went honestly i think i've only been one time it was in ottawa i feel like just some random was it were you with mark and i no i think i was with um oh my goodness i want to say Trevor and Shannon might have been those guys. Yeah. And uh, it was a, the Dwayne Gill thing. Was it Dwayne Gill? Oh, it was, was it, so it was the, with the Superstars taping. Yeah, I think so. But it wasn't the one with Ric Flair. Mm, I, on, yeah. It was, it was the, it was so long ago. I don't the funeral parlor or Berserker. Did he do a sketch? I just, the only thing that I can take from that is Dwayne Gill for some reason. Dwayne Gill was tagged up with somebody else and yeah well I remember because what happened the next day at school was tr our friend Trevor <laughs> made his own TV made his own t-shirt and it was Dwayne Gill 
and it was Gillomania. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a picture that he drew of Gang Gill, and he used to wear this as a regular T-shirt. And, Outrageous. Uh, and it was pretty awesome. And uh, and this is, you know, it's sort of funny because I always remember the Gillomania T-shirt, and I always remember, like, I wonder if Trevor ever knew about Gilberg. Because uh-huh. Gilbert, because eventually Dwayne Gill would become Gilberg. Yes. And uh, and Gilberg um, went on to be a big success as, as being a mockery mm-hmm. of Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But it was Dwayne Gill. So, um, yeah, I wonder if K-Trav ever, and K-Trav, sorry, if Trevor, <laughs> K-Trav's my other buddy named Trev now. Yeah, I wonder if Trev ever knew that uh, like Dwayne Gill became Gilberg later on. I wonder if he still has the shirt. I bet she does. Probably does. We'll, we'll take uh, Trav if you're listening. Let us know. Do you still have the Dwayne Gill uh, Gillomania shirt? And uh, what inspired you to uh, make such a crazy shirt? As uh, I remember, you also had another shirt with Mr. Smith on it. It was like Mr. Smith and Cubism. And so it was like a square version of Mr. Smith's head. The teacher? Yeah. <laughs> but it looked exactly like him. <laughs> it was uh, The face was pink. And because uh, he, he was an albino. So, and, uh, you know, it was just a very entertaining white beard, but all square. And it was pretty good. So, with that said, uh, I think next time uh, wrestling comes to Ottawa, you should come out to a show. We should go see. Uh, yeah, I think that would be fun. Cody, Ro- I might come back up in August, August 16th, I believe. C4 is running a show. Cody Rhodes is in town. And he's going to have uh, the guy that we just saw, MJF. Okay. He's going to be with him here in Ottawa. And uh, they're going to be wrestling a card, uh, an indie card called C4. Uh, that's a promotion that's run here in Ottawa. And uh, I don't want to if there's one word I can describe the wrestling would be explosive. Really? Well, it's C4. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into that yeah, one. That's so good. Oh, uh, folks. So, so next time uh, that comes to town, which is August 16th, keep your keep that in mind. Uh, we'll go see that. Um, we're amidst SummerSlam, folks. SummerSlam is uh, coming up in the next couple weeks, and uh, next week we will have uh, our SummerSlam preview, as well as a preview to everything else that's going on that week. Um, so many promotions are in town, whether they be from China or from Europe. Or uh, from the States, uh, this is kind of the hotbed of the summer, and Ring of Honor's in town, and uh, just a lot of wrestling going on, as well as shows. You got a Mick Foley um, speaking engagement uh, at the Rec Room on, uh, on the Saturday of NXT. After NXT, you have Dolph Ziggler and Friends doing a comedy wrestling show. I am part of that show. Uh, that'll be great. SummerSlam, NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown, as well as Ring of Honor, as well as Greek Town, as well as Smash, and all these other promotions coming in, and Destiny Wrestling as well. It's going to be a busy week. Like, literally, I'm going to wrestling on the Wednesday night. I'm going to wrestling on the Thursday night. I'm going to wrestling on the Friday night. I'm going to wrestling on the Saturday night. I'm going to wrestling on the Sunday night and the Monday night and the Tuesday night. And I don't even know how I'm going to do it all. But it's going to be a ridiculous week. Uh, and there's meet and greets. And I don't even know if I'm going to do those. But 
It's going to be a great week, and uh, you'll hear all about it here on TNW, the wrestling pod. Jordan, what do you got coming up, going on? What's going on with you these days? I don't have a whole lot coming up, I'll be honest. You caught me off guard with that question, but uh, holidays. That's my holidays coming up. Yeah. Summertime, so, so I'm looking forward to that, having a few beers. Well, you'll be having beers on August 16th at uh, C4. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Well, let's yeah, put and, that on the uh, calendar. And you'll be uh, watching some of the, the Roku. Watching the Roku. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll, you're definitely going to queue up the Roku, uh, the wrestling channel on the Roku. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download this channel. It's a hoot. And uh, download it onto the Rokus of the world that I know. I have a Roku, but I don't even know how to use it. I just hook, you can hook it up to the TV, and I don't know how to use it. I don't know where the remote for it went either. So oh yeah, you gotta that, have the remote. Well, you need a Roku remote, right? Or can you just buy uh, a universal Roku remote? You might be able to download an app to your phone that'll allow you to control the uh, the Roku. That's getting too complicated for me. So now look here. Now, oh God, this is uncalled for. David Von Erich is getting in the ring, and now oh. Oh, no, now oh. David Von Erich is going after uh, Harley Race. And uh, I, he gives oh, he gave, big knee. Well, that's Harley's, that's Harley's move, the flying knee. And now David Von Erich is going nuts. But it's Kevin Von Erich's match, and there's no disqualification. So what the F is going on? How is this even, you know, this is not good. David Von Erich, the Yellow Rose of Texas. He's losing his cool. <laughs> He's only got maybe a year to live at this point uh, before going to Japan and unfortunately passing away. So, but look at, they said David was the the best Von Erich, but he's not jacked like Kevin Von Erich. No, yeah, he's, uh, that, that dude sculpted, man. Yeah. David has got natural size. He cost his brother the title. See, I told you he would get screwed out of the title somehow. And now David Von Erich's trying to, looks like, trying to, like, if I was Kevin, I would be so upset because my older brother came in, cost me the title, and now he's, like, trying to take the spotlight and wrestle Harley. I wonder if the, wrestle, the brothers ever wrestled each other. I don't think they did, and that's the advantage that the Hearts had because the heart feud between Owen and Brett one of the greatest feuds of all time. Is that right? Jordan. <laughs> yeah. This is a show where people listen. He's making faces. I'd be like, uh, I'm, like I'm like, you're holding the microphone. Um, no, actually, well, I was just thinking actually on, uh, you made an interesting comment the other day about uh, David Von Erich. Had he lived... Um, they say he'd be running wrestling. Yeah, as opposed to uh, Vince McMahon yeah. running the show. So yeah. they said, well, David Von Erich, I guess he helped with the booking that his dad booked and everything like that. And uh, and uh, yeah, so they, that's what. Well, that's what Michael Hayes says apparently. Really, I eh? yeah. So whether it's true or not, uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. Unless there's, unless you believe in alternative timelines, and uh, you know, do you believe that theory of all different time zones? Well, there are different time zones. What? <laughs> no, I meant, I meant timelines. <laughs> timelines. <laughs> so, 
Like, look at he's so now David Von Erich's trying to console Kevin, but um, <laughs> they use the Freebird's eye cam view, and it's basically like Terry Gordy going, "Hey, what's going on here?" This is all Freebirds, and I, this is all world class, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it right now. That's a young Freebird right there. That's Michael Hayes, and now remember they used to call him Doc Hendricks. So he's very badass. Now they're talk. There's conspiracies going on. So does he dye his hair? Or does he dye his beard? I think he dyes his hair. Okay. He still looks like that to this day, except out of maybe a hundred pounds. <laughs> Have you ever met him, Casey? No, but I'd love to meet him. I'd love to drink with him. My friend Matt McCarthy knows him very well. He is so cool. I remember. Remember. So, what's your favorite story that you've heard about this fellow? Oh, I don't know. I just, just always been a big fan because he used to sing his own theme song, and he used to like walk to the ring singing it. It was like Bad Street in all USA, do, 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 Bad Street, home USA. It's called Bad Street USA. Nice. And uh, he cut a record, made himself a rock star. You know, I always like it when a wrestler sings their own theme song. Like now, Jericho Jericho comes into Judas, which is his song. Oh, yes. Uh, Shawn Michaels used to come into Sexy, Sexy Boy, Boy, which yeah. he sang. Yes. Well, Sherry Montero sang the original version. Then Shawn Michaels, when he got rid of Sherry, sang, You make me cute. You think I'm sexy. I got the... Now, that song was actually written by Jimmy Hart. Really? Uh, yeah. And if you listened to the Jimmy Hart episode last week uh, or last couple of weeks ago, well, the last episode we did was Jimmy Hart. And uh, yeah, and now here we are. The American Tag Team Ship is up. The American Tag Team Championship is up for grabs, and against oh oh wow look look at this. So we got the Freebirds wrestling here. Bam Bam Terry Gordy, and Michael uh, Freebird Hayes, uh, PSAs, and they're going up against uh, Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, and uh, Bruiser Brody. This is going to be a fantastic match, and uh, this is a pay per view. Uh, well, one of their early pay per views. And uh, it's quite enjoyable. And I'm going to look forward to this match. But uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. And uh, But check out this channel, Rasslin, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, apostrophe, on the Roku, if you're a Roku person. And it's just playing a whole bunch of old Sky Sport world-class championship wrestling. This is a whole pay-per-view going on to right now. Like, this is all one night. And, uh, and I'm grateful for it. Because uh, this is this is gonna be quite a match. Like it's good stuff. It is good stuff, and it's uh, good to watch. And you know, Kerry Von Eric, like that guy right there, right there, right now. Um, he only has one leg. You see two legs, but you see one leg is completely bandaged up right to the knee, and then the other leg shows a little leg in between the knee pad. Mm -hmm. The one without the knee pad is the fake leg, and it's from the knee down. He didn't have. Uh, or maybe from the ankle down. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't have a foot or whatever. He lost it in a motorcycle accident. So he was never, when he came up to the WWE, he was never as good as he could have been. 
<laughs> Michael Hayes is like a Playboy, Playmate, something. That is awesome. But Carrie Von Eric, watch him. Watch the girl. Listen to the girls go nuts for Carrie Von Eric. The modern day warrior was what they called him. Do you know one time uh, when he wrestled in uh, WWE, he was on a tag team for a Survivor Series. They were all called the Warriors. And the Ultimate Warrior was the captain. Kerry Von Eric was on the team. And who do you think the other two guys were? Yeah, I, I don't know. The From- Legion of Doom. Oh. So we have the modern day warrior, we have the road warriors, ah. and we have the ultimate warrior. So yet yeah, only one of them was called the warrior because Mr. Man was like, there's too many warriors. <laughs> but then he put them all on one team. And then he was like, well, now there's too many warriors. There's fucking four warriors on this team. So mix in the fact that they all watched the movie, The Warriors, the night before, and we are in trouble. So... Uh, yeah, so we're going to let you go. Uh, we're going to go watch this match, do what we do best. We're going to watch some wrestling. But, uh, folks, thank you uh, for letting us put a headlock on your ears. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Casey and uh, Jordan catch up old times. And uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, we're out of here. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.